Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Purpose and today I have a dear friend on the show. I've got Sal Job, business owner, author, former actor and advisor. Sal has worked and succeeded in multiple industries. He's inspired by community and growth and the success of others and I think he would just be perfect for this discussion about purpose because he feels he definitely has had to find purpose in a variety of industries and of course in times of difficulties and I think that he can share his journey to inspire a lot of you out there. Hey Sal, welcome to Unplug with Annie. (laughs) Hey Annie, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Not bad considering everything that's going on but yeah just trying to stay positive oh I know I know so like I want to know about your journey like we've been friends for a while but um it'll be really nice if you could just give us in a nutshell a bit about your journey because you've done a whole bunch of things uh from talent management to acting um so tell us tell us a bit about you well I've always during school um I've always played sports athletics football they were where I was strong and football, I took to another level. So I played at a high level. Well, there's a lot of politics. So if you don't have someone which I didn't have, and you don't have coaches to help you, or you don't have parents that are fully invested because they were busy working, you kind of just do the best you can, and then you kind of maybe filter out. So you might drop down leagues, or you might not get as good opportunities as you should get, which is what happened to me. Or, for example, you could have politics at the club where they bring in a new manager and you're no longer a favourite to drop you and your career's kind of like, on hold. do I stay here, do I go somewhere else? So those are the kind of things that you experience. And as I just said, I experienced one myself where I dropped down leagues and the money wasn't going to be the same. I wouldn't have the same opportunities to progress. So I just thought to myself, is it worth continuing this anymore? Um, so then I thought about acting. I've always been a, a massive fan of people like Will Smith and Denzel Washington, Michael Caine even, loads of different actors. And um, I thought it would be fun, not only to act, to see what I could do in terms of skill, but also like to learn, to have confidence, to meet new people, to see if I could develop a character and stuff like this. So I, I gave it a try and I started to enjoy it. The first thing I ever shot was a music video in 2012. Uh, for Coda Line, it was an Irish band. It was in Brick Lane, and we kind of just freezed the world, got in six million views in the end. And wow. it was, uh, yeah, from there I just went to, yeah, I just tried to focus on short films after. Um, did some extra stuff here and there to learn how it works, the setup and stuff like that. But then I realized, oh, you know, lead roles are where you want to be and fully invested. So that's what happened with that. Uh, I kind of still do it when I have time, mm-hmm. but the priority now is um, football and boxing. So I left football playing, uh, done acting for a bit, and I went back to football as a representative, as an agent. Foot- football first, but then boxing came in 2018. I can every weight that brought me uh, to the UK to be managed by another company I was working with. And um, he managed to get a fight. We managed to get him the fight against Anthony Joshua. It was for all of the biggest heavyweight 
time and one of the biggest events in, in recent history. But unfortunately, the client failed his uh, drugs test and it didn't go ahead. God. Yeah, it, it didn't go ahead. But that's what basically made me realise that there's also a lot of money in boxing and that it can also be very rewarding if, if you know what you're doing. So that's why I'm balancing the two now, football and boxing. Okay, okay. So you're working really closely with obviously like athletes, high performers. Um, and I think when you work closely with, because athletes are really known for their mindset, right? Everyone kind of looks up to like, what, what is it about them which makes them, you know, so disciplined and so, you know, that it really becomes their lifestyle. Um, so what are some of the, if there are any, are there some lessons that you've, you've taken away from kind of working closely with athletes? Yeah, it's that definitely, like I said, they all have their own personality and characteristics. And as a representative, you have to get to know them on a family, personal level to understand how they're going to operate, to understand how they're going to react to obstacles and, and difficulties and how they're going to navigate around them or how you're going to best be able to help them navigate around things. So definitely you're right. It, it's, it's mindset. I've seen it over and over and over again. It's mindset. It doesn't matter how talented you are, your attitude and mindset are key. They are really key to progression and to maintaining your position and to most things. Mm. So um, if there's a lesson I've learned from them is that they not only obviously remain humble and work hard, but they keep their minds as healthy as they keep their bodies. Wow, wow. And, and obviously, I, yeah. I, think, I think having the right talent, like having the right management is so important for any artist, whether you're an actor, um, you know, a, a dancer, a singer, uh, and an athlete. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like you said, you develop a really personal relationship. So how important do you think having that right person like in your corner is in terms of the growth, like the relationship between that and the growth that that person experiences. I'll give you an example. With obviously the uh, Miller, the guy who went to the UK in 25, Joshua, as I just said, he's, he's, um, he's just like many other boxers. There's many other boxers that are ranked better than he is. They're in a high position than him. But because he didn't have the right relationships prior to us, he didn't have good management. He actually had massive disputes and went to court numerous times with management that have just been trying to take money from him and just extract what they can from him, use him as a donkey. Boxing is a very dirty game. Because of that, he wasn't able to progress in his career because he didn't have someone that could personally have his best interests at heart and his career path and also contacts to get him to that place. He was stagnant, he was, he was stagnated. So when we came on board, not only did we help develop the, the mental aspect of his mind, we tapped back into his raw talent again, and we used our connections to get him to a place that he, he should have been really, and to get an opportunity he should have had a long time ago. So it's very important to have someone that is not only close to you and personal, like I said, that understands all aspects of what is required from you and someone that can help you navigate around obstacles and difficulties and adversity within the sport or industry that you're in. But also someone that is connected as well. It's very important. It's, it can be the difference between getting nowhere and, and getting somewhere, literally. So 
do you feel like you've is there any personal experience that you've been through where you feel like you you've had to kind of change the company around you or like by cutting out certain friendships or relationships basically people who aren't serving you um has it been a, like a significant experience for you with this yes when i started off uh, in the in the agent game i had people that i thought were friends but they were people that were just willing to use you and use your contacts and kind of just have a free ride um and i realized as, as i got further along and made more connections and contacts and met better talent the more of these people began to to come into my life so literally now i work with two people and both of those people are close friends but they're also business partners and that's it no one else so it, it's hard as well because you know some people will say things like, oh you, how come you don't have many friends or many people that you work with or all these kind of things but when you've been through what i've been through in terms of people trying to use you and blocking you from getting opportunities and all these other things a tight circle is is more than great for you it's, i really appreciate that i have just two people i can trust them with everything i can rely on them and i can grow with them and mentally i learn a lot from them i bounce off of them they bounce off of me mm -hmm. i wouldn't really enjoy it if i couldn't learn from the people that i'm surrounded with or they weren't willing to level up as much as me there's nothing i can say to them in terms of ambition and achievements that i want to acquire that they will be like well, that's crazy. They'll just be like, yeah, for sure. I think we need to look at doing this, this and that. Or we need to look down this avenue. Nothing is off limits with, with my circle now. So that's very important. Yeah, yeah. So since this series is about purpose, um, yeah. what, what, what does purpose mean to you, first of all? What a question. <laughs> <laughs> Put you um, on the spot. Yeah. I think... Purpose is the very reason you, you, you get up and you have drive and you're motivated and you want to be or do something. I think purpose is what literally moves you spiritually, mentally. Having purpose is, is a key aspect to survival. Uh, that's what it is for me. It's, it's deeper. It's very deep. But yeah, because I think about people that don't have it and yeah. Or they don't see that they have purpose and it's not it's not a nice look it's not something you want to see or be around but yeah. it's normal as well there's a lot of people that don't know their purpose mm -hmm. so how, how, how do you feel like one can tap into like knowing your purpose because i think this is a lot we tend to like we tend to attach it to our work, especially because, you know, we think that, okay, that that's our identity. But like you said, it, it, it's actually much deeper than that. Yeah, it's a good question. Again, you know, you hear a lot of the big stars saying, if you don't know what you want to do in life, until you do, just help people, just help other people, just do good things. And somehow it will help you to align with what's right for you or what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe in that, to be honest with you. Um, but I think it's again, it's a very, it's a very uh, difficult, complex question, hard to answer. But um, yeah, very hard to answer. It's different for every individual as well. Yeah. Um, so, but definitely. It, yeah. Was, it, was there a time where you you felt without purpose? Like, was there any time where you felt like 
I really don't know what I'm supposed to do or because you come across obviously as very driven and very determined and um, it seems like you know you're very clear about your goals but was there ever a time when you weren't? Loads of times. <laughs> Throughout school and after football many times that I've faced difficulty or struggle that's when I've questioned myself like what's my purpose when things don't go my way or you know I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. I asked myself, what is this my purpose? What is my purpose? What am I actually supposed to be doing? So, um, yeah, I've questioned it many times. But then I, I also understand that what I'm doing now, as well as acting, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, I wake up, it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Sunday, Wednesday, I'm happy. There's, yeah. there's so much to do. And... There's the people that are in my life and, and the people that I work with, their careers depend on me. They rely on me. Some of them are waiting to earn enough money to get a house, to progress with a family, to do certain things. And that's based off of my actions. And I love that responsibility. So I really feel like this is my purpose. Of course, serving God is a purpose as well. Mm, of yeah. course. But if we're talking about careers and, and work, I mean, yeah, this, this is my purpose now. And yeah. for enjoyment, I was able to uh, ascertain that. Yeah. So if you, if you had to choose working, obviously, uh, in front of the screen or behind the screen, <laughs> which one would it be? I know, tough question. It's great to be um, able to do lots of things, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. People say don't, a lot of people say things like, just do one thing or just go down this avenue or whatever. My uncle did like five, six different things. He was a manager, a promoter, he was a boxer himself, he played football, he managed some of the top people that we know today at Manchester United, he done multiple things. And funny enough, because he did multiple things, he had more opportunities, more doors were open, he, he met more people. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think there's a limit to what you can do, but to answer your question, uh, <laughs> I'm sick of what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do you think doing multiple things, though, can hamper one's ability to, to, to reach the top or be super successful? I know, like, I've spoken about this before, where I, as someone who really inspires me is Will Smith. Like, I just, I, I, I love his mindset and, you know, the, the way he thinks. And it, it's so uh, apparent when he gives interviews and that he truly believes in, in, in what he's saying. But he's someone who's always said, you know, there wasn't a plan B. So, so what are your thoughts on, on having a plan B? Like you said, your uncle did multiple things and successfully. But do you think that's attainable for everyone? Or do you think it takes a certain drive to be able to multi, you know, to have talent for multiple things? Um, again, another great question. To be honest with you, Will Smith says there wasn't a plan B. There wasn't a plan B when he found his purpose, his real purpose. But before that, maybe there was, you know, the whole music <laughs> thing and trying this and that before Quincy hooked him up with uh, Fresh Prince. But no, I, I perp to be honest with you, if you're good at like three different things, find balance and do those, those three different three, uh, things equally. That's mm. what I think. Mm. Because if you just focus on and streamline on the one thing, if that doesn't get anywhere, then what about the other two that you was equally as good at? You yeah. won't know. And time has passed. And so if you can have balance and equally 
try three things that you're good at, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, obviously, in what we do, even as, like, especially as actors, you know, when you're entertainment, when you're freelancing in any way, um, there's a certain, you, you kind of put yourself in this position where you have to kind of depend on people's approval, um, you know, to get opportunities. And I think that's like, it, it's such a hard trap to keep a balance there because you get so used to um, seeking that approval because it's either the yes or it's rejection that you so heavily depend on it. And then I think you kind of seek approval in all areas of your life. So how do you kind of keep a balance from that or detach from that need to be approved by people? I've to, luckily for me, I've never felt the need to have anyone's approval. The only person I did was my mum and I stopped that in secondary school, at the end of secondary school. Um, I understand what you're saying about, for example, if it's specific and you're needing that in acting, for example. When I was with Daniel Kaluuya earlier on in the year, he said to me that I asked him, how did you get to where you are? And he said that everyone else was doing the same thing and I would have to try and compete with them or maybe look for approval within a certain avenue. I just went in a different direction. There's always going to be an opportunity to, to do something for yourself or to do something better or to go down another avenue within an industry or whatever. You just have to find it. You just have to be courageous enough to maybe level up or try something different. And he went down the comedy route, which led him to where he is now, being the funny guy, because there wasn't one in his little group. He was the person that took that space. And where did he end up? So he didn't wait for anyone's approval. He just went and tried something different and leveled up and look where it got him. So I don't, I don't really believe that that's a good way to, to think or to look at things. Yeah. Because then, you know, if someone has a hold over your life, they have a hold over how long it's going to take you to get somewhere or what you're going to achieve if you're always waiting for people's approval. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. In, in terms of like the UK industry then now, do you feel like we're in a place where obviously 2020 has brought about lots of change? Um, we're seeing that even prior to 2020, you know, that there's been this question of, there's not enough vain representation in TV, film, theater, all of this. I'm not sure what like the talent agent, agent kind of spectrum is like, but are you seeing that change? Where do you think we have to go from here? Is there really enough of it happening? Or, um, you know, what, what do you think the solution is to really, yeah, get, get more diversity, um, get seen essentially? I think there's a lot of people like for example we both know like Ashley Walters that have managed to pull off things like Top Boy and then there's many other directors that have just stepped up they've leveled up and brought people in they've created something that people can't ignore regardless of your race or ethnicity and I think that's very important because obviously the younger generation play a key part in expansion of having more BAME actors and more people involved in different things. So I think it's down to us, people like us now, to achieve as much as possible and bring people in as well and bring attention and awareness, of course, to the fact that we need more. But also, there's so many different things and productions that could be created for BAME people. So many. 
Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, there's so many talented BAME uh, artists as well. It's unbelievable. If you, if you really look, it's remarkable how many different talented races and, and ethnicities there are, but they're not getting the opportunities. But then you look at people like Ashley, Ashley Walters and other directors, the director of Get Out that brought Daniel Kaluuya in. Mm-hmm. They're bringing opportunities for people like Michael B. Jordan and others. And they're also, and then Michael B. and, and Daniel and others and Ashley are bringing other people. And those people are bringing other people and we're growing. True. So, yeah, I think it's important when you get an opportunity to do your thing, to handle business and then broadcast it everywhere. And then if you get a chance to bring people in that are also talented, do that. If it's in your prime, don't wait till you finish your career to help people. Help them now whilst you're learning. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised how, how massively things can change. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I think I think you said you said it bang on. And um, what what then lastly, um, Sal, what what what's been your biggest lesson for two thousand twenty? Because what a year it has been. Um well, yeah, is, um, is, is there something where which you whether it's something that you know you feel personally made you think a different way or just yeah whether it's thinking in life a completely different way or whether it's an experience that happened to you which really sort of you know changed things yeah there's been so much this year that's happened to me personally and in general obviously the deaths that have been happening over and over and over in america for ages for years but been broadcasted more lately They've affected me. Personally, I've had, uh, you know, uh, two of my close friends that lost their mum. That affected me and changed the way I've, I've been thinking. But to be honest with you, it's just made me think about something a bit random, but about fear. It's made me think about fear. And I remember we were talking about Will Smith. He said in an interview a while back that everything that is great or everything that you want to achieve is on the other side of fear. So we see so much just going on, like with the virus. I feel like the main thing behind the virus was fear. Yeah. Like before the virus actually hit really hard, people were more terrified about what was going to happen before it actually started to happen. True. So the lesson that I've learned is that in life, things are going to happen that you don't expect. There's always going to be adversity and difficulties and struggle and all these kind of things, obstacles. But I feel like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a religious person, as you know. I, I always lift everything up to God and um, all my stresses and worries and, and everything like that. But just, I know it sounds crazy, but just try to get on with it. No matter what happens, just try to, if there's an obstacle in front of you, just try to navigate around, around it and get on with it. Just, just stay active, stay busy, stay positive and always help those that are around you and in your immediate circle. And even strangers help them as well. But don't stay stagnant. Don't stop moving. Mm. That's a lesson that I've learned. Because if I would have done that this year, in terms of like psychologically, mentally, I don't know where I'd be when things have been happening from the off. So just keeping, keeping busy, staying uh, active, moving, staying positive, and keeping those close people around me that are positive, that I bounce off of, have been massively instrumental in in my progression and getting past all of this so that's what i would recommend that we do yeah yeah brilliant well thank you so much for taking time out and talking to me on this and um 
Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for those amazing questions because you you also allowed me now to go away and think about things as well. I'm already thinking a bit deeply, but yeah, thank you. It's great what what you're doing. These podcasts I've been looking at the previous ones; they're amazing. So thank you for giving me a chance to be on here. Oh. It's really great. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. I'm glad. Thank you. Well, that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. I hope you tune in next week when I talk to another exceptional guest. As usual, every Sunday, we're continuing the series of Purpose, and I hope it thoroughly, thoroughly speaks to you. It affects you. I hope you're inspired to share the message with someone. And I hope that you have already subscribed to the podcast. If not, please go to www.unplugannie.com and you can find all the podcast links as well as other links and articles which may be of interest to you. You can also subscribe and receive the weekly email newsletter to your inbox and be part of the family in a more active way. Until next week.